helping to make you the most knowledgeable person in your circle of friends. This is Tavis Smiley. amazing was that conversation with Ed Dwight. I've talked to Ed Dwight more times in my life than I can count, and I never get bored talking to him and hearing his stories uh, about uh, how he was supposed to be the first black astronaut to walk in space. Didn't quite work out that way, uh, but man, has he acquitted himself nicely <laughs> as our preeminent sculptor, 132 pieces, telling the story of the black contribution to this country. Uh, I, I had Ed on in this hour, and I'm delighted to introduce our next guest in just a second here. I wanted them on in this hour. One, it's Black History Month. Of course, I do black history every day around here. Uh, but in this month, I wanted to draw attention to things that I think you ought to be aware of. And so this uh, beautiful Nat Geo documentary film is called The Space Race. It uncovers the little-known stories of the first black pilots, engineers, and scientists who became astronauts. The, the doc weaves together the stories of black astronauts seeking to break the bonds of social injustice as they reach for the stars, uh, including people like uh, Guyon Bluford, Ed Dwight, and Charles Bolden, uh, to name a few. There are many others in this piece, including uh, Dr. Bernard A. Harris, Jr., who was, in fact, the very first African-American, is, in fact, the very first African-American astronaut to walk in space. Uh, uh, Bernard, I'm delighted to have you on this program. And let me just start with this. Um, you you come into this, Doc, uh, talking uh, first and foremost about how the game might have changed, how things might have been different had uh, John F. Kennedy not been murdered, had LBJ kept his promise, had Ed Dwight become the first Things might have been different. How might things have been different, Bernard Harris? I can hear you. Hey, it's good to hear you, Ben. Yeah, I could. Okay. Yeah, I could. I could. Yeah, I, I feel like NASA now. Are you ready for the event, Bernard Harris? Are you ready for the? <laughs> are you ready for the event? Uh, the event will commence in five, four, three, two. So, did you hear my question, Bernard? Or shall I repeat it? Did you hear? It? I did. Okay, give me. No, go go for it. You. Go for I, it. I heard you loud and clear, okay. and I wanted to say how uh, wonderful it is to be on your show. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, so how would things have been different? You know, I'm, I'm a kid of the sixties mm -hmm. and, um, as a kid of the sixties, I watched the space program right before my eyes, but I didn't see too many of us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in fact, none of us until I started working with NASA some years later. Um, if I had seen an Ed Dwight, or a guy Blueford, you know, ahead of me during that period of time, it would have changed my um, trajectory in a sense that I would not have uh, had to brave the, uh, you know, some of the trails that I had to do to get to do what I what I did. Mm -hmm. uh, if I had seen a black man go to the moon, just imagine that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I talk to kids all the time at, at just about my space walk, you know, some 20, 30 years later, mm -hmm. and um, they are just amazed. And I would be just like they are, just enamored yeah. to, to know that a black man actually 
walked on the moon or went into space. Because you did not see that, because Ed Dwight, uh, because it did, because it didn't work out for him, and you didn't get a chance to see him as that shining example, that living epistle of what in fact is possible. You didn't see it, but yet you 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 pushed ahead anyway with your dreams, your hopes, and what and your aspirations. What drove that, Bernard? Well, you know, I, I looked at that black and white television, which on one channel I could see the major accomplishments that we were making in the space program, and on the other channel to see us fighting for our right to vote mm. uh, during during that period of time. And so when I didn't see someone that looked like me, I said, well, I'm going to do it anyway. It gave me sort of the impetus to say, despite not seeing someone who looks like me, I'm I'm going to be there. I'm not going to let that deter me. Mm-hmm. And of course, I had the support from my my mother, my family, that told me that I could be and do anything that I wanted to be and do in, in life. Yeah. And that was my license. You know, Ed Dwight told the same story just moments ago. We just had him on. He told the same story about his mother. As you you know the story, of course, that Ed wouldn't have pushed forward had his mother not convinced him that he needed to do it for his people, uh, and that we needed a breakthrough. And so, never mind what Whitney Young uh, had asked uh, Kennedy to do. It's his mama, Ed Dwight's mother. That got him there. And so I hear you telling the story now of your mother pushing and supporting you in the process. Help me understand a little bit better, Bernard, um, why in that particular moment you still felt compelled to serve your country, as it were. To your point, you're watching the progress in the space race on one channel. On another channel, you see us in the streets marching and protesting and trying to get America to do right by us in that particular moment. Uh, where a country is maltreating you and your mom and your daddy and your people, why serve it? Oh, you know, I'm an American. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a I'm a black man first, but I'm I'm an American second. Mm-hmm. So you know, and as an American, I wanted to make sure that that we were represented in every walk of life including going into space. Mm-hmm. And so I took this on as uh, my charge, you know, uh, my uh, my goal of making a difference. Mm-hmm. And not only making a difference for myself, but making a difference for those uh, kids, black and white and brown, that, that would come behind me. Yeah. Um, Ed told the story earlier, uh, Bernard, of the, the, the ugly ways um, that Chuck Yeager treated him uh, when he arrived uh, at Edwards Air Force Base um, to start his test pilot program, um, and um, it, it's which is kind of it's kind of sad to hear the way that uh, again Chuck Yeager just maltreated Ed Dwight back then. By the time you show up some years later, are they treating Negroes any better at NASA at that point? <laughs> uh, certainly, yeah. certainly. You know, I when I do a presentation, I have two slides that I like to show especially during Black History Month. I like to show a slide of the original uh, seven guides, right, that were selected. It's considered to be the, the right stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I then juxtapose that with the slide of my class, which 23 uh, diverse individuals, you know, uh, the first Hispanic woman, the first, uh, first Asian man, the first uh, a woman to uh, eventually become a commander and, and pilot of the space shuttle, mm-hmm. and, and myself. It was vastly different, that contrast. So thank God yeah. NASA has evolved, uh, as this country has, and, or I should say evolving, mm-hmm. as this country is doing to include us, yeah. to be more inclusive. 
It's a Nat Geo documentary film. It's called The Space Race. It, again, tells the story of these little-known African-Americans, these pilots, these engineers, these scientists who went on to become astronauts and forced NASA uh, to uh, in, embrace uh, what we call today diversity, equity, and inclusion. And Dr. Bernard A. Harris, Jr. was, is one of those persons, the first African-American astronaut to walk in space. We'll talk about that part when we come forward. And as I mentioned earlier, Ed Dwight got the last laugh because he has become such a renowned sculptor uh and, and and bernard harris uh is doing his own thing as well beyond nasa he is uh, uh has a beautiful winery uh, i've been there it's an amazing winery here in california so uh we'll talk about that part as well and, and let him brag about his winery uh which you, sh- you should hear about this black man yeah a black man with his own winery uh we'll talk about that uh, when we come forward with dr bernard a harris jr you're listening to right now and i'm glad about it on tavis smiling this is getting good Tavis Smiley continues when we come forward. May Fresh Daily in Lemert Park, Los Angeles, California. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley and Dr. Bernard A. Harris Jr., the first brother, the first African-American to actually walk in space. Didn't quite happen for Ed Dwight, but it did happen for us through the personhood of Dr. Bernard A. Harris Jr. To the extent you can, Bernard, what is it like? I expect maybe one day I'll find out. Maybe somebody else will find out. We'll all find out as we are seeing now this push toward more uh, uh, space travel for everyday people. But 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 what is it like to walk in space to the extent you can define it or describe it? Yeah. Well, let me let me go back with the first step, and that is getting into space. Yeah. So when I flew, I flew on board the space shuttle which weighs about 5 million pounds. In order to get that into the air, it would be like five engines that produce a thrust of 7.5 million pounds, which means we get into space in less than 8.5 minutes at an altitude of 250 miles above the Earth, going at 17,500 miles an hour. So that sets the stage. Now, about about three or four days after we got our mission up in orbit, orbiting the Earth, I got a chance to do a spacewalk. So imagine opening up the hatch and stepping outside for the first time or floating outside. You know, a spacewalk is really a misnomer. We're actually pulling ourselves around. We're floating in microgravity. Mm-hmm. It was an incredible view to see the Earth whizzing by or us whizzing by the Earth at 17,000 miles per hour. To look down at the beautiful Earth was incredible. And to look up above at the heavens was also fantastic. Now, you know, as a uh, spacewalker, we call what we do extravehicular activity or EVA. You have to be careful in keeping your, you know, eye and mind focused on what your activity is. And ours was to deploy a satellite and also to do some activities inside the cargo bay of the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. But it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. I, I can't imagine uh, what that feels like, but just hearing your description of it uh, makes me want to do it. <laughs> just to look down at Earth and to look up toward the heavens and to be just floating out there um, is is quite uh, uh, an amazing story to hear. Uh, and you told it you told it beautifully. When we come forward in our remaining moments with Dr. Bernard A. Harris Jr., a couple other things I want to ask him. And um, uh, I know I, I was saying a moment ago he has a winery. Uh, I, I know a, a bunch of a bunch of black folk who have wines. I mean, Snoop Dogg's got wine. Everybody's got wine these days, but he has a winery. Not exactly the same thing. We'll talk about that when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward.
Let's get back to more of this rich dialogue with Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley and Dr. Bernardi Harris Jr. got about four minutes left in this conversation um, talking about Nat Geo's new documentary film called The Space Race, which again uncovers the little known stories of the first black folk, these pilots, these engineers, these scientists who became astronauts uh, and changed the game, as it were. You heard uh, Bernard mention earlier the right stuff. Well, this is what the right stuff really looks like. Uh, and this doc gives us new heroes and new sheroes to celebrate uh, as we look at a fresh history uh, of um, of the contributions that they have made uh, to NASA and to this country and indeed to the world, uh, more broadly to the field of science. And for that, we are grateful. We celebrate them here in Black History Month uh, as Bernard Harris uh, was the first uh, one uh, to actually, first brother, that is, to actually walk in space. Uh, uh, as you heard me say earlier, it's not really a space walk because you got a floating, <laughs> but it's uh, it's uh, it's called that. It's called that anyway. Um, let, let me let me ask let me ask you two things right quick in, in the time I have left. Uh, n- number one, um, are you encouraged uh, all these years later, three decades or so after your your space walk? Are you encouraged? Uh, do you see signs that encourage you with regard to people of color in the space program? Yes, I certainly do. Uh, we now have about 24 uh, black astronauts that have either been in the program or currently in the program. So we've made significant progress. As we expand to uh, not only having governments going into space, but private industry involved in space, there are going to be plenty of opportunities for people who want to work in mm-hmm. space uh, or to travel to the moon or Mars uh, to do that. And so I'm excited about it. Yeah, um, I, I I've been ref- I've been using the term uh, as I should, of course, throughout this hour uh, of the term astronauts. But I really prefer Afronauts. I like that. <laughs> these, <laughs> these guys are Afro. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, that's that's what we call ourselves. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's a it, it reminds us of where we come from. Yeah. And, and pay homage to where we're going as a people. No, that's a great word, Afronauts. Uh, and uh, I'm delighted to be in dialogue with uh, with one uh, right now, Bernard A. Harris, Jr. Uh, let me close on this note. Uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm glad Ed Dwight's life turned out the way it did. That space thing didn't quite work out. And they maltreated him in a lot of ways. But he got the last laugh, becoming one of the most renowned sculptors in the world. Certainly the best at telling the story of the black contribution to America and beyond. Uh, and uh, there's life for space after you as well with your winery. I joked earlier, I know a bunch of Negroes who have wines, but you got a winery. So in the 90 seconds I have left, I want you to brag about your winery, Bernard A. Harris, Jr. <laughs> well, believe it or not, the uh, the vineyard and winery is connected to NASA. I did my fellowship after I finished my residency in internal medicine at Mayo at Ames Research Center in the Bay Area. So it's in San Francisco. And on the weekends, I would travel up to Napa and Sonoma, and I fell in love with Sonoma. And I said, one day, I would love to own some property here and to grow wine. And that's exactly what I did. Three years ago, I bought a piece of property outside of Hillsburg, and uh, we are making some award-winning wine. Go, go give us the name. Give us the name. We, we want we want to sell some product oh, yeah. here, man. We want to sell some product, oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. <laughs> so the viewers can go to theharrisestatevineyards.com and uh, get to our website, and it'll direct you to where you can buy the wine. There you go. 
There you go. Uh, I am honored uh, to have been in dialogue in this hour with two uh, Afronauts, uh, Ed Dwight uh, and Dr. Bernard A. Harris, Jr., who we owe a great debt of gratitude uh, for being there to represent us as beautifully as they have, not just here on Earth, uh, but in Bernard's case, up into the heavens. Uh, Bernard, good to have you on, my friend. All the best to you. I'll talk to you soon, I hope. My pleasure. Thank you, David. Good to have you on. It's called The Space Race. It's on Nat Geo.